Hey everyone, and welcome to the Literally Me podcast. Uh, this is episode eight, I believe. It's been a while, once again, since we recorded two weeks. So it's about time to talk about movies with my pal Tristan. Oh, absolutely. Tristan, how are you? I'm doing all right. Like you said, it's been a long time. We've been taking decent amount of breaks in between. I mean, mm-hmm. not that decent, only a couple of weeks. But Just when weeks. when you're used to talking to someone every single week on a schedule, it's like wow. We haven't talked in a That's long true. time if it's been anything more than that. That's but right. But it just made me more excited to talk about this exactly. week's movie and just in general, what you watched. And... Absolutely. Well, what, tell tell the folks what uh, what this week's movie is if they didn't uh, listen last week or if they're just blind and can't read the title on Spotify. Well, this week's movie is They Live by John Carpenter, which came out in 1988. Classic movie. We've both both seen it before, mm-hmm. and we watched it again. So I'm excited to talk about it. But before yeah, we get into it, what have you been watching in the past yeah. couple of weeks? Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna pull up the old LB, the old letterbox, to uh, make sure I'm not uh, missing anything. But I've uh, I got um, William Friedkin's uh, um, book. He has a memoir out Mm -hmm. called the Friedkin connection, which I was completely unaware of until somewhat recently. Um, But the reason that I picked it up was because I rewatched one of his movies that I remember liking, but when I rewatched it this time, I was like, oh shoot. I was like, this movie is unbelievable. And that's his movie, Sorcerer. Have you seen Sorcerer? I haven't, uh, it's been on my watch list. Okay. Like so many movies for a while and I've been meaning to watch it. Because so many people told me that it's one of his best or maybe his best movie. Yeah. I've not been able to watch it yet. It's it's unbelievable. It's fantastic. Like watching it again this time, I was like, oh man, I like, wow. Like this is really it. And I'm not going to get into it too much because I may or may not have thrown it onto my list of movies for us to hopefully watch at some point. Thank God. Thank so God. Because I'm, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. So I'll, I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's what inspired me to get his book. And, uh, and getting his book was, um, was it's really cool because it's him writing it himself and it's all the way from the beginning. Um, and uh, and he, he talks about uh, some of his early documentaries. He, he kind of started doing like the first ever documentaries kind of. Um, not, not ever, but he was, he, he was doing a lot of like, like the Thin Blue Line, which was a really popular documentary in the 80s. I guess he did a Thin Blue Line in like 62 or something. I don't know if they just stole the name or what, or took the name or whatever, but, mm-hmm. um, but, um, but yeah, he, uh, he, he did one called the people versus Paul Crump that I checked out. That was his first thing ever. It's on YouTube. The quality is really, really shoddy, but, um, but I still think it's worth checking out. It's about this guy who's on death row that he kind of believes is innocent. And the whole thing is a really interesting approach it's not just interviews it's kind of like fiction in there like they're redoing like they're re uh recreating and reacting out a lot of the things and i don't know it was just really neat really cool i really really enjoyed it um i I don't know why i really brought it up my main thing was really the book more so than Mm -hmm. than that i i highly recommend the book and i've definitely been diving into that um did you read the whole thing like how long is it no it's pretty long i mean i've I've only finished the first two chapters and that's like a hundred pages. Um, like each chapter is pretty like hefty. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I watched that and after watching Sorcerer, 
I um, I watched some more Friedkin. I rewatched The French Connection, which is awesome. Great and film. I said, you know, I'm going to check out some more uh, Roy Scheider uh, films. So people are familiar with him from uh, Jaws. But he's in Sorcerer. He's the lead in Sorcerer. And he's also in The French Connection. And I watched a movie that he starred in that I is very highly respected. And that's called All That Jazz. Um, by Bob Fosse and I had it, I've had it on DVD but I've never seen it and uh, it's really a really unique and interesting movie and it's pretty much an autobiography about the director Bob Fosse's life um, he's like a choreographer uh, as well as a director and did a lot of like you know plays and stuff like that and it's about this uh, director who's trying to edit this movie like about a stand-up comedian, which is a, he did the same thing for the movie Lenny with D- Dustin Hoffman, while simultaneously mm-hmm. trying to choreograph and um, perfect this play that he's about to do, and he's like addicted to drugs and he's like slowly like just falling apart physically, and uh, it's it's pretty intense. But he tells it in just such a unique way that's very like surrealistic almost, and really like. I don't know, dreamlike or like Fellini or something like that. It's really cool. Highly recommend that movie. Um, very, very, very good. All that jazz. Let's um, check it out. And Roy Scheider in general, he's good in everything. Mm-hmm. What about you? You watched anything uh, good over this last week? I didn't watch a lot. Um, I did got to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and cinema, oh, thoughts, which was really good. I liked it a lot. It's definitely like one of marvel's best movies really? still like the first guardians more but this is this is very close it's very emotional mm-hmm. but also very funny like it has that guardian spirit that the other movies have yeah every joke just landed for me it was hilarious it was very emotional yeah um, so definitely recommend it if you ever very yeah. interested to check out is, more is the soundtrack also dope like it is in the, the soundtrack first is one. amazing okay the first one is still better in my opinion okay but it's definitely better than the second one and it's it has so many great songs and they work really well in the film awesome i saw the first one like years ago when it did come out but i don't think i ever saw the second one yeah you like the first recall. one so the first one was cool yeah if of like the recent uh, marvel movies i think it was the only one i saw but i remember like enjoying it i thought it was pretty cool did you have a favorite character? Do you remember? Um, I'm trying to remember. Like I, I, re- I mean, I obviously remember like Bradley Cooper. Um, what's Arcane. what's his name? Rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like being like, oh, this is just super cool and and fun. But um, but I think that's the only one that really like I'm really thinking about that made an impact. Chris Pratt, I kind of just see him from the commercials, but I don't really remember anything he did or said mm-hmm. or any anything. Well, if you like Rocket, you definitely have to check this one out because it's it's his movie. He's, oh, really? He's the main character, and it's about his interesting backstory, how he came to be interesting with like how he was abused and how he was made, and they also do a lot of because Peter actually said that it's one of the best animal rights movies. Oh, really? Time they just came out today and said that it really is like you really see all these animals and their personality and how they're being experimented on. And it's really cruel. Uh-huh. And definitely like 
it leaves an impact for sure. Interesting. Yeah. So I definitely recommend it. And like I said, soundtrack is great. Rocket Raccoon is great. And a lot of, a lot of good jokes. And it's James Gunn's last Marvel movie for now. Um, mm. And he definitely gave us everything. So I'm excited for his Superman movie. Oh um, yeah, he's moving on to DC now. He is. He's like the Kevin Feige of the of DC, so he oversees everything. Yeah, he's like the CEO or something now, right? Yeah, he basically just he's in charge of all the movies and TV shows and wow, that's crazy. Games, I think so. Yeah. Wow. When did James Gunn start? What were some of his early? Didn't he do um, like some like indie comedies? Is that kind of how he came up? He did some like comedy movies uh, he did slither which i don't know if you've oh, seen oh i also I, shot... haven't, I haven't seen it but i do know one clip that i think is hilarious from that movie but mm. i haven't seen it he also did that movie super i don't know if you've heard about it yeah with rain wilson from yeah. the office yeah he did that one and he did something for movie 43 which they had a bunch of directors for that that was like an anthology right like a yeah. comedy anthology thing yeah before that, he did like these sketches. There's like a hamster PSA and hmm. just a bunch of like weird films. So Humans. it seems like he, he, he came up in, in comedy. Definitely. There's a movie called Human Z, which is half human, half chimpanzee. So <laughs> that sounds awesome. That's a shorter film, but yeah, that's that's his like those were his roots. But I'm very excited where he goes because he, he's a very incredible director very talented mm -hmm. and he has a great taste for music which we can see in all his films and he loves animals he puts them yeah. in all his movies so yeah that's awesome was it a packed house in the theater it was pretty packed for sure yeah because i went to the first i went on the first day like the uh -huh. first night it was definitely packed it had they had the big the big room uh-huh the big the big screen and for sure a lot of people and a lot of like laughter and at the end oh, yeah. people were sad so yeah it was a great experience hell yeah that's dope i watched another movie which it's instantly became one of my favorite movies of all time Ooh. top 15 for sure it was so great it was butch cassidy and the sundance kid oh uh, i saw you post about it um yeah. on your have story have you ever seen it I actually haven't. I own it, but I've actually never seen it. Perfect. I put it on the list for us okay, to watch. Sweet. I watched it and I immediately fell in love with it. It was right up my alley. Mm -hmm. It was a perfect film for me. Like I said, top 15 easily. Wow. It is so great. It's such a great Western comedy. It feels uh -huh. very modern, which is crazy. You watch it and you're like, this could have come out last year. Yeah. So that's that's very cool. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I put it on the list. Okay. Gonna, I haven't watched it yet because I think you're going to like it. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, I've only heard great things, so I'm excited. I'm glad you put it on the list. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Yeah. I had a free spot yeah. because of They Live, and I had to put this one on. It's hilarious. It's really so funny and so creative, so well-written. Hell yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, what um, what do we have in terms of any uh, any film news this week, or anything we have coming up on the uh, on the docket to look out for? To anything well, like that? I haven't really wrote anything down. 
so I'm not really sure. I think Beetlejuice 2 was announced. Oh, just... I, I didn't even realize that they were going to actually do that. It's going to release on September 6, 2024. Huh. Starring Michael Keaton's returning and Jenna Ortega. Interesting. So I guess she's just going to be in everything from now on. It looks like it. I don't think yeah. she's going away. So yeah. she really is in like a lot of things. Recently, she was on Scream. She was in Scream. She was in X. Um, she was in that one like Netflix movie about like a school shooting or something. Um, she was in that. Wasn't she in that Adams Family? Isn't she? Um, what's yeah, she plays at? Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. She's that's her. Her career been, really blew up. Yeah, she's been in damn near everything these days. Yeah, but I think that's about it. I don't. I haven't written anything down. I'm looking through the things, but nothing really stands out. Yeah, I think the only thing that I've really noticed in the last week or something that I kind of tapped into is um, is uh, the new uh, trailer for Oppenheimer. Oh, I haven't seen it actually. The trailer. It looks it looks really really dope. I think. I, it must be a brand new one or something because I a bunch of people I saw posting it like yesterday or the day before. Um, I think it came out yesterday because I saw a screenshot of Albert Einstein. That's the only yeah, thing I saw. Yeah, so. yeah. It, it looks really, really, really good. I mean, not that I really had any doubt, but um, but it looks it looks awesome. I cannot wait for that. I'm excited. You ready for the double feature? The double feature all day at the theater, sun up to sundown. Um, because I already know Oppenheimer is gonna be long as shit. Think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up if it even says. It's probably close to three hours, two forty or something. Sure. Uh, letterbox doesn't say, but anyway, yeah, I'm uh I'm super excited for that, and um, but I'm I'm oh yeah, two and a half hours. Okay. Well, let's see, what's the Barbie runtime coming in at? An hour 40, a cool hour 40. That's good. Not That's too long. Like. Perfect. Oh, I didn't even know Will, Will Ferrell's going to be in it. So many people are in both of those movies. Like the cast for both. It's insane. Stacked. Stacked. Insane. Well, um, anyway, since we don't really have that much film news, I guess, to, uh, to really discuss, should we just jump right into the thick of it and get going with our movie for the Let's week? Do it. Gonna oh, be yeah. a short episode, but we both didn't watch a lot, and we don't have a lot of news. So yeah, let's just get into we're, it. We're we're living life here, folks. We're we're living our lives in the real world, and uh, we'll have more. We'll have more next week, but that just means we'll have more time to talk about uh our movie this week. Why don't you go ahead and introduce it since it was uh your pick? Well, this week's movie is They Live. Came out in nineteen. 19- 88, directed mm-hmm. by John Carpenter, starring mm-hmm. Roddy Piper, the wrestler. And yes, sir. Keith David, which I think he's also a wrestler, right? I, I think so. Yeah. I don't know, actually. Let's no, I, 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 don't th- I don't think he is. He's not. Okay. I thought so, but just Roddy Piper, which is enough wrestling energy. <laughs> yeah, there's... Yeah, it just transfers over. Yeah, so the movie... Is about a guy who is homeless. He comes to LA looking for a job. Um, he doesn't have a home and he finds work at a construction site. 
where he meets uh, Keith David's character, Frank, and our main character is called uh, John Nada, mm -hmm. is his name. And so Frank tells him about this homeless shelter um, where he can find like a place to sleep. Um, and there he discovers some trouble at a little church. Um, and after a police raid, he finds sunglasses there, which he puts on. And then there's this great scene where he discovers that the world is being controlled by these weird aliens. And so he goes on a hunting spree uh, to stop these aliens and to destroy their satellite. And that's just the movie summarized really quickly because we're going to go get into into this this movie right now. But this wasn't the first time you've seen it. No, no, I've seen this movie many, many times. Many times. So more than two times. I would say this was probably like maybe my fourth time seeing it. I would say. Maybe fifth. Thank you. And when was the first time you were introduced to this movie? Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I think maybe the first time I saw it, it definitely would have been on my own choosing. I don't remember anybody like showing this movie to me. But mm -hmm. the only reason I discovered it was because um, of, and we mentioned it very briefly at the end of the last pod, or I think I did, uh, at least in America, there's a very famous clothing company called Obey. And mm -hmm. um, and like we mentioned, Shepard Ferry has done the artwork for many famous campaigns and, and photos and things like that. But their entire shtick, Obey, is like from this movie. And I kind of was aware of that or somehow found out about that. And I was like, oh, well, I should definitely go out and try to find this and check it out. Um, and I want to say maybe this was maybe seven years ago, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and when I first discovered it, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, this movie is unbelievable. And for a long time, this held the number one spot for me in my Carpenter top list. Um, it's, it's since since I've seen more of his movies, I, I've since mm -hmm. have changed and altered the list. But. Um, this is a movie I've always, always really enjoyed and is, um, it's funny, this viewing, I, I've seen it so many times, but this viewing felt very different to me. I can't lie. It felt very oh, different. Okay. I don't, for instance, there was one part I never remembered, which we can get into more so later, but I never remembered them seeing like the aliens like shooting off out of the planet, like when they go down and their homeless friend who's like turned into one of them. It's showing them around yep. and they cut to that. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen. This. I was like, I don't remember this at all. Um, What's crazy is I have something similar because I don't know why. And I, I'm not sure if there's like an alternate ending or something uh -huh. because I remember that scene that one you just talked about being uh -huh. at the ending. And then after the satellite blew up, them escaping through that back to their home world. Oh. I don't know why I remember that. Maybe that's just something that came in my head. Like, how could this, like, yeah, end, like how this could this go on after the ending? Because it ends kind of abruptly. Yeah, we don't see the aftermath. So maybe mm -hmm. in my head I was like trying to think what that could have looked like, and maybe I made it. But that's what I remembered. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's super funny. I think the thing with this movie that I realized especially mm -hmm. is it feels so like it feels like the most like dreamlike movie of his in a weird way because sure. some of his other movies may be way more out there, way more over the top, way more extreme. 
But there's something in the way that he constructs this movie that feels very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was really interesting watching it this time because I was like, well, this just feels different watching it than mm-hmm. I've felt in the past. Um, so but re- I'm, relevant, very much relevant. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, but he does some really interesting stuff with the direction. But I, I'm curious to know but, about your, uh, your first viewing of this movie. Yeah. Well, the first time, I think this was my second maybe third time i think it was my second time watching it i watched it maybe four years ago something like that it was my first carpenter film actually mm. and it's still my favorite one together with dark star which mm-hmm. might be a little, a little above this one but i remember watching it because i saw an alien design like one of those ghouls and they just looked so interesting i needed to check it out and also the poster yeah. it's so yeah, great iconic with the sunglasses iconic so I had to check it out and I fell in love with it. I am obsessed. Did I even have like a little painting of one of the aliens and like a Christmas thing that a friend of right. mine made. So I just really loved that movie. And what's very funny is there's another coincidence. Well, there's two coincidences uh-huh. because every week we, we have one. That's right. Last week we talked about Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, uh-huh. which was your fantasy football team name. Yes. Oh, and, that's right. That was this yours, week, Trey Liv. I, I had Trey Liv, so which is a reference to this movie. So it's funny that we have both <laughs> both those just back to back. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's awesome. And there's another little thing that I'm going to talk to you more about it outside okay. of the podcast. But you had like a movie pitch for Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Uh-huh. And I actually have one for this one which I wrote Ooh. down when I first watched it. Uh-huh. And that's, that would be like a passion project of mine if ever I could ever make that. Uh-huh. And I'm going to we'll, tell you more about it. We'll discuss later. that one off the pod again. For folks. sure. Because... But don't worry, you will still get a recommendation of some kind. It just won't be the numero uno. Exactly, exactly. But that's... I just thought it was funny because you had like yeah. a very interesting idea for this, for the last one and I had one for this one, so... Oh, I'm really curious to hear. It's, you, you'll tell me what I think about it, but I had it when I first watched it. Uh-huh. Just this idea. Well, it came with the title. I already have the title and then it just bound to more. Uh-huh. Um, but I haven't explored it all too much. But when I watched it, I remembered that I wrote it down and then I looked it up. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, mm. what? Uh, how many Carpenter movies have you seen so far? Let me check real quick. The thing is, there's still a bunch I haven't seen. So I've seen The Thing. I've seen mm-hmm. Halloween, Escape from New York, and Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. And Dark Star. And They Live. Okay. And They Live. You've seen... Oh, I, you've... I've seen Assault on Precinct 13 as oh, well. Oh, yeah. You you've pretty much seen almost all of the great Carpenter movies. There's still the fog. The fog. You still got to see the fog. One to watch. In the Mouth of Madness is another one that is a must watch. I also watched uh, Prince of Darkness, but I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, you've seen them all pretty much. Then at at this point, I just watched Starman. Oh yeah, Starman's cool. Kurt Russell, or I mean Jeff Daniels. Jeff Bridges. Is who is it? Jeff Bridges, right? Is it Jeff? Yeah, it's Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, yeah. 
Jesus. Oh, I said like mm-hmm. nine people at once. Yeah. Interesting. I also found out he did an Elvis movie. Yes, he did with Kurt Russell. He did. And I wanted to watch that one and then the new Elvis movie, but I didn't get to round. I wanted to watch it like both those before the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it would, might be interesting to talk about those like back to back, but uh-huh. I didn't get to it. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it because I think it's one of his TV movies. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, which he did quite a few and they're all very good from what I hear. I've only seen one. He has one called um, Somebody's Watching Me or Somebody's Looking at Me or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie is really tight and that was a TV movie as well. Oh, yeah. Someone's but, watching um, I think Elvis was a TV movie that he did like either right after Halloween or right before it or something something like that. I think it maybe mm-hmm. was right after Halloween before the fog. Right after, yeah. The year um, after. Yeah. So um yeah, he was just out here getting after it. TV, film, whatever. It was all good. Um mm-hmm. but that's that's funny. Okay, because I thought I thought you had said you were like, Oh, I haven't seen them all. I thought you were gonna be like, Oh, well, I've seen like three or four, but you've seen pretty much all the great essential carpenters i didn't even know that i that i've seen that many because there's still like a lot of them that are on my watch list uh-huh. and i thought i didn't see a lot but i guess it's just the fog Starman. i haven't seen escape from la as well mm. yeah but yeah how many have you seen you've all, seen all of his stuff? all of his features i have seen okay um not all of the tv movies like i haven't seen the elvis um <laughs> movie um and then i think there's like one or two others but i've seen all his features and then that other tv movie i mentioned called somebody's watching me or somebody's looking at me it's something like that great poster on letterbox someone's watching me great poster yeah Yeah, just those eyes interesting but i'm curious to know what what would you rank i know your number one is they live but if you had to rank a top three or even a top five of carpenter what would you how would you rank them well, I put Dark Star and They Live. Like, they're just, I think I like Dark Star a bit more. It's on the list. Yeah. Watch it you again, really maybe. love Dark Star. You really I love, love that film. I think it's super underrated. It's such yeah. a, such a great film. We'll it's talk so about it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen it one time and I remember thinking it was just fine. So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm due for a, a rewatch. Definitely. Maybe you'll appreciate it more absolutely like the vibes of it it was so much fun but after that i think the thing would be my number three mm-hmm. the, the thing is i big trouble little china i feel like i should love because everything about it in theory is right up my alley but it somehow never connected with me i watched it two times same here same here i don't know why because it has everything that i love but just, just didn't click but the rest yeah. i really liked yeah i, I yeah. think i feel the same way about big trouble and, and little yeah. china myself what would your top three be it would be the, the thing for sure at number one mm-hmm. um that movie's fucking awesome um number two i might even do in the mouth of madness i think mm-hmm. that movie is very underrated and I think it's the last great movie Carpenter ever made. Um, I think that came out in probably 94. It has Sam Neill the year after he did Jurassic Park. Um, mm-hmm. But that movie's awesome. And then number three, either maybe Escape from New York or The Fog. Um, so they live isn't even in your top three. 
No, I don't think so. If they live would probably be maybe number five, if I had to really like kind of break it down, it probably would be like, it probably would be number five. Mm -hmm. Crazy. I'm excited to watch more because I really want to watch The Fog and Starman. Mm -hmm. The Fog is awesome. I think I'm going to rewatch that one Mm -hmm. soon. Um, Doesn't it have like a remake? It does. And I've seen the remake. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible, horrible, but it's a fun. I think I might, I might even be quoted uh, on Letterbox. But this is, it's one of those movies that it's so bad. But I'm like, oh yes, like I love this. Like I'm gonna put it on four nights in a row because it's just so stupid, but so uh, comforting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a good co- stupid comfort watch, but that movie's not very good. Is it like a straight remake, or? Um. Yes and no. It's not really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is a straight up remake, but it's like, mod more modern, um, like yeah. the time period and stuff. So it's just kind of updated for that sort of stuff. Because I know they did another thing, but wasn't that from the perspective of the other? It was like a prequel, sort prequel ish sort of thing. It's like okay. it ends with the dog running, where the thing opens with that the the mm-hmm. second thing or whatever the, the 2011 one mm-hmm. or whenever that came out it ends with that so it was everything leading up to to that to the beginning like, of the original did you like that I, one i saw that movie i think possibly before i even saw the original i saw that close to around the time maybe when it came out mm-hmm. um and i remember being like it's okay but i didn't get the frame reference i don't think i even knew that it was a remake of any kind like mm-hmm. this was like pre-cinephile year. So I was just like, oh, there's this movie called The Thing. And I didn't mm-hmm. quite put it together until years later. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I might have to but, check it out just to see how it's made and how it connects, but I think it's worth a watch, at least from my memory. I think it's definitely mm-hmm. worth a watch. But okay. um but to get back on track to to They Live, I I'm curious to know what what is it about this movie that like you really love like what are some of your favorite things or what is it like what makes it stand out from everything else in carpenter's filmography apart from dark star i guess Mm -hmm. well i really like the concept of it Mm -hmm. it's just very interesting and a lot of like social commentary which i really like i also really love the alien designs yeah i mean they just look sick i mean in terms of design like aliens what what design would rival this? I mean, of course, the xenomorphs, they look sick. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Martians from Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah. They are. They look very cool. But apart from that, I think this is one of the most iconic alien looks. Can I would say so. I would say so. I'm trying to... Because Alien and Aliens is like obviously the first thing that comes to mind. But mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I really can't. I can't think of another one. I remember there was a movie called The Fire in the Sky that had some creepy aliens in it. But mm-hmm. not a lot. I mean, this is like an iconic design. This is like on the level of those, which I never found them to be great, but they are nevertheless iconic. It's like on the level of the zombies in Dawn of the Dead, where they're mm-hmm. just like, it's just like you look you're like, that is just an iconic, mm-hmm. like just design of of uh, a, a ghoul or <laughs> creature or whatever. Definitely. So that that was a thing that I just really love, and it's just a very badass movie. Of course, mm-hmm. when you have some, someone like Roddy Piper, 
yeah the movie is gonna be badass a lot of great quotes and the alleyway fight scene which is incredible it's one of the longest fight scenes it's like five yeah. or six minutes yeah over six minutes that's so much fun to watch so which i'm still so confused by that scene and i want to kind of ask you i want to get your opinion because especially mm-hmm. like on this watch when i was watching like i told you in the beginning i was like it feels different and not even in like a way where I'm like, Oh, I'm viewing it a different way, but I'm like, I'm seeing the way Carpenter made it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, it almost feels like he went at it trying to make a spoof of a movie, but still made something dope, but it feels almost spoof like in so many ways. And that fight scene, especially I'm like, why, why did he do this? I'm like, it's awesome. But I was like, what is it just because he's rowdy, Roddy Piper and you just wanted him to fight but it's like what what is going on it's almost like he's trying to like beat down the audience like alongside mm-hmm. and like it's like an anti-fight it's like an anti anti-climactic moment in a weird way because mm-hmm. it should end but it just won't ever end i think in the script he just left it blank and he told the stunt coordinator like just make this fight scene and not end and I think this the stunt coordinator even wrote the lines. So he just made it. He put the brakes in. He just made it go on and go on. Wow. And well, the crazy did, thing is, Does he have a reasoning for why he wanted it to just go on and on? Well, as I found out, I watched the making of because I ordered the Blu-ray and had a bunch of special, special things. Features. Yeah. And he was a, a carpenter as it turns out, was a very big fan of wrestling at WWE. And he first saw Roddy Piper in WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I think he just wanted like a big wrestling fight scene or whatever. That's funny. Because I, I was trying to, was. yeah, I was trying to find and I even Googled. I'm like, why did he do this? And there's no definitive answer. But in one interview I saw, he's like, yeah, it's Roddy Piper. Like, I just mm-hmm. wanted to show him fighting. I think but that's that's the reason. I, I guess, but I feel like Carpenter is like too good of a director to not have some type of ulterior motive for that, I feel like. I feel like he was really doing something. And I was watching this, and I'm like, there's a lot of stuff where, and it's not a jab at the movie at all. It makes it work in a completely different way, but there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that's so hokey that it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm always constantly confused on if he's taking it seriously or if he's joking the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And it gives it this really unique feel that none of his other movies really have like that. Definitely. Well, this is very much political satire. And yeah. also, I mean, of course, it's it's a ridiculous fight scene, but it just shows, like, Frank's character. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He has his wife and kids at home who he sends money to. Like, he refuses. Mm-hmm. And Roddy Piper just tries to get him to put on the sunglasses, which is so ridiculous, like... <laughs> the fights and just to put on some sunglasses which you could do in like a second and like okay here i put it on yeah yeah but i think it was just to show maybe how some people would rather live in the lie than just put on the glasses whatever i think yeah you could read read into it but i think it just boils down to him just wanting to have a wrestling fight scene yeah well he, he certainly made a memorable one uh, that's uh that's for sure and what other scenes did you like apart from the 
well maybe you didn't like it as much the other way fight scene but i i um oh that's a good i love when he first discovers the um the glasses mm -hmm. and he's kind of doing the double takes and and when he's especially when he's at the when he's at the little uh, like newsstand or whatever, mm -hmm. and he's just staring at that guy. Um, but I, I really, I really like um, the time when they're before he also finds the glasses as well. Like mm -hmm. I actually like the whole opening of this movie almost the most because there's like that intrigue and it's really interesting. And there's like a mystery of what's going on mm -hmm. in that church. And he goes over and then, you know, you see like the this the music that he thinks is the choir is just the cassette player, and the mm -hmm. whole like first act of the movie really is so damn good. Um, the whole movie is, but especially I'm just like, damn, I'm like, this is so good. There's so much mystery, like it's really awesome. Um, and uh, and then everyone just comes in, and it's just the most bombastic um, like police raid of all time. And they're mm -hmm. coming in the tanks and the helicopters and uh, crazy. it's it's insane. That whole scene is just crazy. I love watching it. And it's like it's almost like Carpenter is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm never going to make a movie again. I'm going to put absolutely everything in this movie is like what it feels like this whole movie. It, it felt like a like a <laughs> like a fever dream. I feel like we brought that up a lot, but it really yep. did. Uh, but I sure. really love that opening of the movie in particular. I actually think that like first act might be like my favorite part of the whole movie. Because it moves very well. So it just introduces yeah. you to this this world where something just isn't right. Yeah. And there's all it's... these subtle messages like the TV, for example. Mm -hmm. With the guy flashing in and flashing. Have you ever have you ever seen Videodrome? I have. Very just, yeah it kind of reminded me a little bit of videodrome with that dude who was like recording everything ahead of time on there but um yeah that movie was or i mean uh that opening of of they live is just mm -hmm. great music world. as well like the synth kind of thing the music is cool because the music sounds like a like a synth did carpenter do the music for this again or did he somebody else i think he did with someone else okay I'm not um, sure because it's cool. It feels like like a western kind of like score, mm -hmm. but like with synths. It's in like bass. It's really interesting what Definitely. what he did. Uh, and then I I noticed like in the credits, mm -hmm. the the screenwriter um, Frank Armitage or Armitage is a pseudonym mm -hmm. uh, of exist. John John Carpenter's. What? Um, do you know anything about the history of that or why he chose to um, use a pseudonym? There is a theory. I think it was because Carpenter always does so much in his films. Like he does the, the writing, the directing, yeah. producing the music. And I think he just didn't want people to think that he's just so full of himself. Uh -huh. With the credit, just hear his name everywhere. Yeah. That's why he, I think they said it in the documentary, but I'm not sure. Interesting. I mean, that totally makes sense. That's mm -hmm. totally, because it, it, it can be a little cumbersome always saying, directed by John Carpenter, written yep. by, scored by John Carpenter, whatever. It, it's very, it's very giving short film. 
like anything <laughs> I've done, it's just like, oh, this guy's done like six things on here. Definitely, definitely. So I think you just wanted to like be a little humble. Yeah, which I totally, I realized right now in this moment, that mm -hmm. name, the pseudonym is the name is Keith David's character, Frank Armitage, Armitage. Oh, is it? That's Keith David's character's name. That's interesting. So he wrote the movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really weird. Has has he uh has Carpenter ever used a pseudonym in any of his other um I'm actually any not of his sure other movies? See on Letterboxd. But he's credited as the writer on Letterboxd. On, on Letterboxd, so. yeah. But is there something to the name? Of Frank Armitage? It looks like he was a painter, Australian-American painter. Really? Maybe well, Carpenter liked him or something? I think I think it's supposed to be for Henry Armitage or whatever, like H.P. the Lovecraft character. Oh, that's because true. Yeah, Carpenter I, is a huge Lovecraftian like fan. I think that's actually the reason, because I heard somewhere that so, some name was like taken out of like hp lovecraft so yeah it's um which again i'll recommend in the mouth of madness is like carpenter's like full-on like lovecraft movie like it's like gotta check it out then yeah I, I think i might run it back this week just for fun because mm -hmm. like when i was watching this i think i said off the pot i was like man i really i really got to get back into some carpenter i was like this dude just makes <laughs> knows how to make Bang. a good movie absolute bangers, bangers. um but do you have any any um I'm curious to know that you can provide to the folks out here anything that you're willing to let the listeners in on. Um, but if this movie was was made today, who mm -hmm. who do you think could be a good fit to star in it or to direct it or That's a tough question because it it's really hard like I I wouldn't see a complete remake. I would maybe see a movie in that universe, which Something I may have of that vibe, yeah. Had an idea for. So I'm just gonna say me as a director. Okay. Um, but it's interesting as in terms of actor. Do you have someone while I think about it? Because I, I thought of a director actor kind of thing when I was watching it. I was like, who? Mm -hmm. Like, if this was made today, not even like a remake. Like, say it didn't exist, and like we're gonna do it today. Mm -hmm. um or remake whatever i was like who would do like this really cool i thought about like like i was like uh what like the daniels or something i'm like i guess mm -hmm. they do weird shit or whatever but then i was like i think it would be cool to see a remake done by panos cosmatos of Ooh, mandy fame that's um, a great choice i could totally see him doing something very like taking this concept but just absolutely like injecting it with loads of like amphetamines and crazy shit to just completely send it over the top. And then obviously my initial thought was like, well, Nick Cage would then have to be the mm -hmm. Roddy Piper character. But then I was like, no, let's be original. Let's think of something new. Mm -hmm. Then I remembered the movie Brawl in Cell Block 99. And I remember that Vince Vaughn was a badass and thick as fuck in that movie. And I thought Vince Vaughn 
as as the Roddy Piper character being directed by Panos Cosmatos. That's the they live that I want to see in 2023. That's a great pitch because if I were a producer, I would just hit you up immediately and I should be I really shouldn't be throwing out all this game on here for free. I think for you sure. and I need to hop in the lab and start planning some strategies, honestly. Because that's pure gold. If he yeah. were like I think he's a perfect choice. I didn't even think about that. And he could also bring a more like a Lovecraftian definitely feel to it. Definitely it like really make more. it like very heady. Mm -hmm. Go more into like where did these aliens come from oh yeah definitely that, that's that's a great and vince vaughn yeah you're, you're cooking here you're cooking i'm, I'm in the lab dude i'm in the <laughs> i'm in the kitchen right now um but yeah do you do you have any have you thought of anybody in terms of uh actors or anyone that you think could i was even trying to think of modern wrestlers i'm like but i don't really know wrestling like that i don't know any wrestlers today or anything there's your like Dwayne Rock Johnson and John Cena and yeah, but I wouldn't really see them as a great fit, to be honest. Yeah, nah. Maybe if you were going more into comedy, yeah, with John Cena and Dwayne Rock Johnson, I think Dave Bautista could make it a bit more serious. But he's actually a good actor, Bautista. He has he the is. chops to act. Yeah, definitely. We've seen it in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I mean, he can he play was... serious. Oh, yeah, um, he was actually really good in that new M. Night Shyamalan movie as well. Knock at the Cabin, which I haven't yeah. seen yet. But heard great things. Yeah, he was very good in it. Yeah. But I don't know if I can follow that up because you just pitched it perfectly. Maybe for actor, but my mind isn't thinking of anything, anyone. So we'll, we'll, we'll shelf it and we'll, we'll see if something comes mm -hmm. up uh, for next time. But. In the meantime, I'm writing down my combo because I might have to pitch that to somebody. You have to. You I'm really to have to figure out how to get that to Hollywood. We got to see that get made. I mean, hey, John Carpenter is still alive. Maybe you can pitch it to him and he can produce it. So. Well, did you hear about the remake they were initially intending for this movie? I, I heard there were rumors, but I, I don't think know if there I think it was maybe like five, like six or seven years ago. It was starting mm -hmm. like John Carpenter was attached to produce. Interesting. Um, and no. like it, I know who was attached to direct. And it was our boy, Mr. Matthew Reeves, who was really? initially attached to direct. And he was like developing the whole thing, I think. So while he was doing the Planet of the Apes movies. Around that, around that time, yeah interesting he would have been a great choice yeah and then i think obviously just things happened and never ended up going anywhere but that but we don't know plan. anything about it if it was a prequel Not, sequel nothing really and and mm -hmm. nothing nothing since um either has really been discussed mm -hmm. or or anything like that maybe they're looking for a great idea like the one you just pitched so maybe that's it they're like you know we just need someone someone to come out of nowhere with a good director actor combo and now that's what i want to know is there a job for that in hollywood just someone who's just sitting there like them and them together mm -hmm. go out and go do it i need to be that guy who just sits at a desk and is like this combo go make it happen maybe as a producer maybe you have some influence about it and just you hear a great story and like oh i know that's a guy right. that's right
I um yeah, I'm trying to see here if I can find something about the about the remake, but I'm I'm Oh, here it is. Oh no, this was 2011. Okay. Yeah, they there was development to remake the film. Carpenter was producing. Um, Matt Reeves was directing and writing the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, it sh- okay. This is what it was. It shifted away from being a pure remake of They Live, more mm-hmm. to being a readaptation of the short story that They Live is uh, um, inspired. Eight by. o'clock in the morning. Eight o'clock in the morning. Um, and it was planning on kind of ditching some of the satire and political shit that that uh, John Carpenter had put in. Mm. Because the original story also had very different looking aliens and they were cannibals. Well, not cannibals. Really? They, they Have you, you, you've read it? I've read it. Like they f- were eating humans. They w- were using them as livestock pretty much. So Interesting. That seems like yeah. more of like an invasion of the body snatchers type of deal, maybe. Definitely. And they looked very different in the the story. Really? Because yeah. I saw it because I Googled it. I was just curious. And then I found it. Like there is a PDF like on Google. And mm-hmm. it, it it's just like five it's only, pages. Yeah, super easy. I might I might have to, I should have read it before, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm going to have to read that once we hop off the pod. I'm really curious. It's different than the movie because for the movie, they just took the most elemental part of this guy. I think he's, He's in a um, a show with a hypnotist, uh-huh. and he just tells him to wake up, and then he wakes up. So they just took the thing of aliens being among us without us knowing, and made it something else. Interesting. He just carpenterified it, essentially. Mm, exactly. But I'm curious to hear, um, yeah, because the scene you mentioned at the newsstand, where we see the first alien uh, mm-hmm. kind of guy why was he buying the magazine the 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 alien guy yeah why would he be do they that's see a, it do they see point. like the magazine and they just want to read it or do they do it to blend in that's a really good point my instinct would probably lean towards the latter that they're probably doing it to sort of be like mm-hmm. Oh no, we are normal. Like we buy this stuff just like you. Because um, I was when I when I saw that, I was thinking like, why would he buy it? And also an idea I had maybe because he like he had a suit, he was this rich guy. Maybe he does it so the lower class people think, oh, that's what you do. You buy a newspaper. That's a really good point. Th- that's what I was maybe thinking, but I was curious to hear what do you think? No, the- that's a great point. Um, I didn't really think about it then, but that 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 I mean that very well could be it. But mm-hmm. I think maybe yeah, part yeah. Hmm. I'm what now. I'm just starting to think if there's any other instances like that of things where it's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Um, but I can't think of any. That's a that's a good point though. Mm-hmm. Because good point. there was also this other alien who told the like the man to just go for it. Like he was asking him for advice yeah. or something. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, you got the promotion." Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I don't know. Would you join the? Let's say you found out about they this. promise you to to get some money like the other people. Would you have yeah. joined them? I can't say that I would. No, I, mm-hmm. I I don't think I'd I'd be that type of dude. 
personally. What about yourself? Definitely not. I would try to to expose them for sure. Definitely. Yeah, you like and I, we'd, by... we'd be like Keith David and Roddy Piper. <laughs> Chewing bubblegum and kicking ass, yeah. To Florida. Maybe wouldn't like run into a bank with a shotgun. Think yeah, that's yeah, not just fun. be so flippant with, with that mm-hmm. with the the violence, but definitely it would be like was, more low key. Definitely more mind games, more psychological. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I will say I completely forgot how intense. Uh, so a lot of the um, not the like the action scene specifically, but in terms of like the shootouts and like the gore and like the blood, I was like, whoa! I was kind of like, whoa! I didn't remember it being like that. Like. Mm-hmm. like sprayed out you know what i mean like these people were like flying and like fucking bloody especially the bank scene yeah the way he just murders those people that was brutal yeah it was it was intense i was like wow i did not remember that that's see that's just what adds to this movie this movie confuses me so mm-hmm. much now i don't know what it is about this viewing it just confuses mm-hmm. me now i'm like i don't know what carpenter was doing i love it but I'm, i gotta find out i gotta speak to him and be like dude you were mm-hmm. on some other shit with this because this movie is just weird in the best way, but it's just weird. Definitely. Because he and jumps just... from, from tones, very weird, because it almost feels like a goofy kind of 80s comedy and then it's just, just mm-hmm. blood splatter and I'm just like, Jesus. Definitely. Definitely. It's kind of all over the place, but in a good way. Exactly. Because it, it's very humorous. It's very funny, but at the it same is. time, it's also very creepy. Yeah. And it's, I mean... Would you consider this a horror film? Because it's considered like a sci-fi horror action, but I I don't think horror really is. I wouldn't fair say horror. For this. Yeah, sci-fi action comedy, even a little bit. Yeah, I I agree. The comedy also in a very messed up way. Yeah, because there there is like comedy aspects, but it's not trying to be a comedy movie. I feel like it's just kind of funny. It is, but th- that's again like on this viewing. I was like, I think maybe he might have intended that. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe it's just something after seeing it on mo- different viewings and everybody's different. But I was mm-hmm. like, now I'm like, I don't know what he was trying to do because there are certain things where I'm like, oh, that was like an something I otherwise always saw as serious. But I'm like, this time I'm like, oh, that was clearly just pure physical comedy you were going after, mm-hmm. right? but then you never really get an answer in the movie. It's very confusing. That's true. That's true. But again, just... in a very good way. Yeah, I think he, mm-hmm. there's something because I started thinking about it in the movie. I'm like, I wonder if he's doing something because the movie itself, because the way that I saw it was that it was, it was almost playful in a weird sort of way. There's a playfulness to it. Mm-hmm. And I could be looking way too far into this. But to me, there was a turn in the movie where it got serious. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was in the moment during the fight, what, like in that six-minute fight, when mm-hmm. he, before he puts the glass on, when he hits Frank's, I think, is it Frank's car? It's not his car. I think it was just a random car. A car? Oh, okay. Then that kind of changes it. But I was like, there was something about that moment where then the fight in and of itself got very serious. At first, it, there's this fight that's very awesome, but I felt, again, it was still sort of, like, playful in a way. But then the rest of the movie falls, and it's a little more serious. I'm like, is he, like, is it, like, now that he realizes, like, like I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But there's something mm-hmm. about that moment where 
it affects him physically where it's like, oh, no, now it's real because now I understand what's really happening. But everything mm-hmm. before is, oh, la, la, playful, so unbelievable because mm-hmm. that world is not real. But in that moment, things become real because Frank's aware. And then the movie starts to become serious sort of at that mm-hmm. point. I don't know if any I of that to- made any sense. I totally understand what you mean because he, he hits the car and like the glass shatters and they just look at each other. He's like, oh, sorry. And he's like, oh, I, I think that that's when he realized like, oh, maybe like, what are we doing right now? Like, I don't want yeah. to hurt you. Yeah. I just want you to put on the sunglasses. Yeah. And they have this look. And then Frank just like, doesn't he have a bottle in he's his a, hand? A bottle. Yeah. And then Nana looks at him and he laughs. But yeah. Frank just goes nuts. Like he, he yeah, didn't, did not like that at all. And you're right. It shifts a little bit after that. Yeah, it's just, and I was thinking, I was like, maybe there's a reason, again, I think maybe just looking too far into it, but I was like, maybe because that's the point, like, because very shortly after, like, maybe less than a minute after he finally had the glasses on his face, Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe that's why, like, the whole beginning of the movie, I'm like, feels this very weird, like, uncanny valley sort of, like, playful thing. I'm like, this feels off in a very weird not because Carpenter is always weird, but in his weirdness, this felt particularly just different, mm-hmm. I guess. And I wonder if Definitely. it was just him doing that, like, hey, this world isn't real, so I'm just going to be fucking weird now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'd be, also, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that'd be interesting because if that's the case. He maybe saw how the world was right now with all the, like, uh, the government and just all the media. So maybe he thought it was kind of ironic and funny mm-hmm. so he was trying to put that feeling into the movie just being like, very true how is this even real like how is this our world maybe kind something of like that but... yeah sort of like very much like hammering in like the satireness mm-hmm. of it like yeah. how ridiculous i guess this really is definitely that's a good being point ridiculous is a very good good word yeah i think that's mm-hmm. a good point um well i'm curious to know on a scale of one to ten sunglasses mm-hmm. um how much are is is roddy rowdy piper aka not a literally you that's not a tough one because i'm not homeless <laughs> i'm not <laughs> trying to find work i didn't uncover which is also very funny because when i did a little research on the movie just to have something to talk about i noticed because i didn't want to read too many comments after that and watch too many too many videos on this yeah because i noticed that a lot of weird conspiracy theorists love this movie and they make a lot of videos and comments about how we're living in this world right now and lizards are running the government so i was just (laughs) baffled reading those comments um yeah, this is definitely that. This is kind of pre, I mean, it is pre-Matrix, but it's a lot of the same mm-hmm. kind of stuff that they would then it get is. into in the Matrix like 10 years later. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a tough one, I think. He's very badass and I would love to be him, but I can't give him more than maybe five. I think five mm-hmm. is a good one. Or maybe even four. Because yeah. he's, I'm not that buff, so. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's what it was. The buffness, not even just his mm-hmm. craziness with a wielding a gun, putting innocent people no, in danger. Normal stuff. Normal of course, stuff. yeah, that's just a Tuesday. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give it a four. How about you? I think that's about fair. I think four mm-hmm. is well for me. Um, I appreciate what he's standing for and that he's not stopping. I, I can appreciate Definitely. the persistence and the determination. And beyond that, I admire it. Uh, he goes head in. I would not go- have done that. Hell no. I mean, like we said, we would have gone after it in a much more careful, safe, mm-hmm. <laughs> slow <Methodical>. way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I think I would probably give it four. Four, mm-hmm. four sunglasses out of ten. Sounds because good. I, yeah, besides, besides the determination and persistence, I can't see mm-hmm. much, much else in there to admire or that is like me at all. Um, do you have any movies or a movie that is similar to this because i couldn't really think of anything interesting Uh, so well i mentioned the matrix i think is definitely one that is like the same it is kind of the same sort of idea Mm -hmm. um yeah now there is well i also mentioned invasion of the body snatchers earlier Mm -hmm. um that is kind of a similar idea but there's another movie called the hidden with kyle mclaughlin that came out well let me look up the year Mm -hmm. it came oh it actually came out the year before they live interesting um that movie there's definitely i think it would pair very well with as a double feature with Mm -hmm. um with they live it's kyle mclaughlin and um who's the other guy uh i don't know this actor's name but Michael uh, Michael, Michael, Michael Nori, Nori, yeah. Um, he he played like they're two like FBI agents, mm-hmm. um, or detectives or something. But one of them like becomes like like completely like goes off the rails. And I think other people in the city. It's been a while since I've seen. It. I think other people in the city also are kind of going crazy, like out mm-hmm. of nowhere. And come to find out there's like an alien that's sort of hopping from body. This isn't a spoiler. Like this is the whole setup. There's like an mm-hmm. alien that's sort of hopping from these bodies and is taking over these people and it's just making them like go crazy. And I, I remember it just being like a really fast paced sort of tense sort mm-hmm. of movie. I'm going a, I'm to a throw this bitch back on the watch list. Actually, it's it's been I a did. while since I've seen it. I now I'm actually really curious. I put it on the watch list as well because it sounds interesting. But when you said like when you mentioned those movies i have another one which i think could pair well and that is men in black men in black yeah because they also have like aliens living among people that's a great that's a great one fun fun movie that you can pair it with absolutely and i think that's what this movie needs to be paired with i don't think it would do play well next to an invasion of the body snatchers Mm. or a matrix but i think it would pair really nice with the men in black or the hidden Mm-hmm. Have make you it a triple feature folks triple feature for sure have you seen the which uh, invasion of the body snatcher have you seen both well there's technically like three or four um I've, I've seen the the not the very original one i've never seen the one from like the mm-hmm. 50s sometime um i've seen the, the one 56. from 78 or seven is it 76 the one with um donald sutherland that is 78 the original 78. one is 56 oh 56 okay yeah and then 78 one with donald sutherland i've seen and then 
Abel Ferreira did one in not like 93 mm-hmm. um that uh that it's called body snatchers. Um, just body snatchers. Yeah, and it's it's um it's the same sort of idea but just another interpretation mm-hmm. of it. Um that movie is actually really interesting and a lot of like I shouldn't say a lot, but there are some people who are kind of like, oh, this is very sneakily low key, the best invasion of the body snatchers ever made. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm in that camp. I don't know if I agree. The 1921. Yeah, but there are some people. I'm not saying I agree with it, mm-hmm. but there are some people who are like, this is kind of the best because it's a complete, it's a new interpretation and it's super cool. I do remember okay. it being really cool, and Abel Ferrer is a cool director. Um, but yeah, I need to check it out because I've only seen the 78 one with Leonard Nimoy, mm-hmm. one you mentioned. Yeah, and I wanted to watch the the original one, but I'll I want to check out the YouTube. original one as well. Yeah, I I feel like I I have to, but the ninety three one definitely worth putting on the watch list as well. I would say I, it's mm-hmm. been a long time for me, but I do remember liking it. Okay, um, but yeah, that's that's another great wreck. Um, Dino, I'm I'm glad. And this is is this two weeks in a row that you've wrecked a movie that we both have seen. And got to rewatch again. Was Lewin Davis the one prior? Yeah, for my movies, yeah. Hell yeah, awesome. I hadn't seen uh, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Uh huh. But of the ones that you wrecked, yeah, that's the awesome. second one. I I love that. Like I love switching it up and coming in mm-hmm. and doing something that we haven't or or that we have seen and get to rewatch together. That's um, true. And we gotta have like I'm, I'm thinking about putting a movie or maybe a bunch of movies in there that we both haven't seen that i thought on, about that as well yeah maybe on both our watch list i think that would be interesting to have a movie we both haven't seen i'm gonna after this episode and after we do the next pick i'm gonna i'm gonna shuffle around my list a bit and i'm okay. gonna throw maybe i'll throw half in there that i haven't seen and half mm-hmm. that i have and go from there okay Maybe that's what what we'll do, but because mm-hmm. uh, I was looking through, I was like, I think my list is just due for a little shuffling around, and I did fix, I did actually change a little bit today. But interesting. Should I we pick like, the, the next one? Let's do it. Yeah, I'll um I'll go ahead and uh, folks, if you're um if you're new to the pod or you have short term memory loss like myself, <laughs> um at the end of every episode we uh, pick uh, the next week's movie and we decide that because Dino and I have both contributed a list of about 20 movies um, that we update each week. Um, And we do a random number generator and see which movie from that list we watch. And uh, They Live was an awesome awesome pick from Dino's list, uh, which means that this week we're doing mine. And let Mm -hmm. me go ahead and pull up the random number generator. You got the list there, Dino? I got the list ready. All right. Let me put in one to 20. All right. This is where we need a drum roll. And what is number six on that list? Number six would be a bucket of blood. Oh, interesting. I forgot that one was even on the list. I haven't seen or heard about that one. Oh, this movie is... It's super awesome. It's a very easy, it's like 60 minutes long. 66 minutes. It's an old Roger Corman movie. Um, Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And we can talk about it more, maybe even off the pod. 
But the first ever feature length script I ever wrote was inspired by this movie. And there's a whole story about the correlation to it, um, which I can get into if anyone's interested or I'll tell you off the pod. But you definitely have to because I'm this very movie's curious. awesome. This movie's very cool. Um, and folks, for those uh, listening again, that's uh, a bucket of blood that came out in 1959, I believe. Um, and uh, and it's a Roger Corman uh, film. Um, and you can find it on YouTube, like entirely. You can find it anywhere: Tubi, Amazon Prime, YouTube, because it's copyright royal. Like. There's no copyright on the film. Mm -hmm. It is available. If you guys want to make money and screen this movie in public somewhere, you can do it legally. I'm telling you now. I'm not <laughs> a lawyer anymore, but I'm still telling you that. Um, Boy, so that's you super cool. Five stars. Oh, this is a this is like a top like 25 favorite movie of all time for me. Really? This is one that of my favorite movies cool. ever. That yeah. made me more excited. Like, and I'm not I'm not saying like, hey, this is like a Kurosawa. This is one of the best constructed movies. I'm just making it's mm -hmm. one of my favorites. I just love this movie. It's mm -hmm. funny, it's quirky, it's fast-paced. Um, but it's 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 really awesome. I'm I'm Corman had a lot of big names work with him at first, but I think this one, yeah, no, no Jack Nicholson or anything like that in this one, but Dick Miller. Um, is is the star of this and whether you know it or not you have 100% seen him in something um he was in the terminator he was in both gremlins movies he was in the mm -hmm. burbs small soldiers after, after hours, hours new york new york shopping target mall. shopping mall any mm -hmm. anything that was ever made by any corman alumni like james cameron used to be an editor for roger corman so he used mm -hmm. dick miller a lot um joe dante was an editor for corman so he used him a lot for gremlins and the burps and stuff um dick dick miller's awesome he's uh he's one of my favorite underrated actor character actors anyway very excited to for you to see that movie that movie freaking i'm rules. in the mood for something funny so i might even put it on tonight dude dude and i know it's late for you there uh it's perfect you minutes, get it done so. in 60 minutes and i promise you you'll find a decent print enough on prime or youtube guys i'm telling you you can find this movie literally anywhere it is mm -hmm. very accessible i might just throw it on right now because it's 11 p.m for me right now so an hour is perfect hell yeah well wait, if so. you do i'm gonna be expecting a message back uh i'll be checking my phone periodically on my end here to see but you already curious know. To know your thoughts if you do but um, yeah, folks, uh, thanks again for listening um, and for uh, for taking the time. And if you want to watch along for next week, we're going to be watching A Bucket of Blood. And uh, Dino, any final words to send us off out of here? I'm excited. Thank you guys for listening. And definitely check out this movie and listen to us talk about it in the next episode. It's going to mm -hmm. be fun. This movie is easily accessible. So you really have no excuse. No excuse. You don't have to spend a dime to find it. Unless you live cool. in the middle of Africa and you got to take a bus somewhere with an internet cafe, then perhaps, yes, you might have to spend a couple dimes. Yeah. But for anyone else in society, you don't have to. Then again, fun day trip. Just go to the fun day internet trip. cafe. 60 minutes. Hey, you can just watch it in an hour. <laughs> That's one internet session, one Wi-Fi session at the internet mm -hmm. cafe. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for listening again and we'll we'll see you next week. Bye bye.